Hi, and welcome to another episode of Must Talk About Nothing, a show about movies, hint, hint, music, and more, where we continue on our endless journey in search of something to talk about and in search of a fan base. As always, I'm your host, Grant Ingram, and today we are going to be talking about Marvel's much maligned, critically disastrous project, Werewolf by Night. Joining me to do that is, of course, my good friend, Grant Skillen. Grant, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Is this actually critically maligned? Or are you just no, making it, that it, up? No, it had like a hundred Rotten Tomato. Okay, uh, just making I'm, sure. I'm just, I'm just making fun of things. Um, no, like it's doing very, very well. For good reasons, work. spoilers. Yeah, it's um got a 90% Rotten Tomato, which is actually pretty good considering, right? Like, not bad. It is. Anyway. Yeah. So before we jump in to it, I do want to mention that this episode is brought to you by Dark Fusion Systems LLC. Dark Fusion is a top of the line PC and accessory company based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They are fantastic and they've given us these awesome desk mats that we can't wait to show you. And yeah, go check them out at darkfusionsystems.com. And if they ask, let us know, let them know that we sent you. Anyway, back on to the podcast, on to the mystery, on to the horror of Werewolf by Night. Grant, do you have any spoiler-free thoughts? Spoiler-free thoughts? Yes, it was very good. Um, I think, I, I don't know anything personally about the characters involved in their storylines in the comics, um, but not knowing anything, to me, it started a little slow. As you got more information, it built up into a good ending and overall was very happy with how it was and liked it a lot. Yeah, um, I had a little bit more, I say a little bit more knowledge going in, but I, I didn't have any problem with the slow start. I was actually very impressed by the pacing and like I thought they fit a lot of it in to like the first, you know, I mean, it's the first appearance. They fit a lot into the hour. Um yeah, this was like really, really fantastic. Um, there's actually some interesting little backstory I'd like to kind of get into if you don't mind. Um, go ahead. This is so apparently, and this is just entertaining. Um, this movie has been in development for 21 years. Really? Yes. They I were did not the first plans. The first plans were to be done in May of 2001. With a story developed by Avi Arad, Kevin Feige. Um, Who's that guy? Never heard of uh, Kevin? Uh, what's this, his name? Never this heard is of him. one. Now, this is all according to Wikipedia. I, I should go with this. I should, I should preface, say. preface that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hans Rodinoff, I believe is how you pronounce his name, was writing the script by June 2002 following several drafts by John Fasenal. Um, and Crystal Sky Pictures were set to co-produce the film. By February of 03, Robert Nelson Jacobs was writing the film. So you can see the problem here. It's getting stuck in development like heck. And it's just turning and turning and turning. And anyway, later on, like, it was planned to start filming in 06, but it didn't. I mean, obviously. And yeah, then clearly. <laughs> They had intended to use the character in an MCU project as early as February 2019 when Kevin Smith was informed that he could not feature Werewolf by Night 
in his then-planned Marvel television animated show, Howard the Duck. <laughs> so you can see why I actually care about this. Um, Only because of Howard the Duck. Yeah. Additionally, Howard the Duck, along with Modoc, Hickmonkey, and Tiger and Dazzler, that eh, doesn't really matter. Um, but they were going to have um, Man-Thing in this giant crossover that they were all going to do, right? Um, they were going to have uh, between Howard the Duck, Modoc, Hitmonkey, and Tiger and Dazzler. Um, it was going to be called the Offenders giant sized man thing, which is actually pretty funny, but, um, it didn't happen. And so, yeah, here we are. Here we are. I really like the show movie special, the special presentation, if you will. I thought it was really good. Hour um, long, whatever you want to call it. More like 45 yeah. minutes, but. Yeah, it was um, directed by Michael Giacchino, who, Grant, I'm not sure if you're familiar with any of his work. I am not aware. So this is his first directorial project. He's been a composer for forever. Interesting. Composed on Doctor Strange, on all the latest Spider-Man run, like a, the latest Batman movie. He's done a lot of just cool film as a composer, but then they let him direct this. I think it went pretty well. It did go Star- pretty well, yeah. Stars a bunch of people I've never heard of. I'm guessing you've never heard of them either. I don't. Th- I honestly don't know if I recognize anyone in the um, special premiere or whatever we're calling it, but I did enjoy it, yeah. Um thought they all did very well acting it out. Um, I feel like it can sometimes be hard to act out this kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah. But I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, I think they actually went fairly practical for a lot of it, which does help the acting. Yeah. Um, surprisingly bloody. It like was, yeah. For for yeah. a Marvel thing, although I would imagine this, even in the comics, is a much more bloody thing, just given the nature of it. But definitely one of the more bloody things they've done. Um, makes you wonder how... It, it sounds like their Deadpool is going to be, like Deadpool's been... Um, which will definitely be a change for Marvel, but yeah, going going back to the R rating, bringing Hugh Jackman back, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, but if this is any indication, it shows that Marvel isn't leaving too much off the table now. No, and Giacchino was actually quoted a while back in a, in a few articles about how like the reason he got it to be so gory is he kept asking for more blood, and they quote didn't say no. <laughs> so... <laughs> if they don't say no, you might as well let it go. <laughs> there there are rumors that part of the reason it was shot or retouched in black and white was that like they didn't want an R rating. Um that that would make sense. Um and it does cut to color at the end. I don't think that's a spoiler of anything. No, and they do it in a really, really cool way. Um Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just we'll get into that in just a second. Green, do you have anything else spoiler free you want to jump into? I don't. Let's go ahead and hop in. Alright, spoiler warning everybody, if you haven't seen Werewolf by Night, it's been out for about two weeks now, what are you doing with your life? Um, I mean, obviously we all watched this on release day, you sons of slackers. You didn't. I know you didn't. Mm -hmm. You watched it an hour ago. Uh, We're not accepting this behavior from Grant. Grant watched it an hour (laughs) ago. I actually watched it before him, uh, which was also the day of recording, but I watched (laughs) it before an hour. Take that. Uh, No, I watched it five six hours ago started oh, wow. started about six hours ago nice nice you beat me by a few hours anyway um 
Spoilers. Grant, go. Let it... <laughs> uh, that's a copyright claim, and also we had to sit through that. Anyway, um, I actually really liked a couple of key moments. Um, I liked the introduction of Jack, you know, where, where the, um, the other guy whose name I'm forgetting was kind of bragging. He's like, I killed 57 guys. And then they kind of go down the list and they're like, and Jack with a hundred deaths. It was like a hundred, a hundred. Yeah. That was, he had died a hundred times. No, it was with a hundred deaths. Mean like he had killed a hundred people, a hundred monsters. Are you sure? Because they were saying for everyone else, they were saying kills. Right, but then they were that they then swapped over and said that is a that is an impressive number of deaths. Um, to like as a group, like I, I don't think it was. I don't think he had died a hundred times because then they would have known he was a monster. Well, I think or, that might have been a little bit of foreshadowing, potentially. Um. Because it's strange for the other hunters, they said kills, kills, maybe another kills, um, or was it just however many kills they said? And then for him, it was deaths. Um, I, I was a little confused by that myself. I don't. I mean, I couldn't imagine that it was actually like deaths. Because as far as I know, I mean, we don't see him come back to life. Like, oh, well, he doesn't die. I, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't see him die and come back to life. So, like, that would in, that would imply that he can do that. And we haven't seen that. So, I I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, I, I, the, the, nobody here. The change seemed interesting because they didn't they didn't change it for anyone else but him. And then he's the one that turned out being a monster. Um, yeah, but they they did go in and say that it was um, that like they talked about like 400 combined deaths like i it seemed like it was the same thing it it very well might be um yeah 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 the reason i was thinking let to go you haven't seen it one of the main characters is the daughter of what's his name of um the dude the of bloodstone ulysses bloodstone yes. Who, by the way, was a pretty like horrifying looking dude. He was, yes. Um, yeah, at least he's bloodstone. The daughter being Elsa bloodstone. That's that's the reason I was singing "Let It Go." Yeah. It was. I mean, I think it was very, very well done. Also, your "Let It Go" has no excuse, so I'm just ignoring that. Um, I think I think it was impressively done. I did enjoy the creepy factor of when the corpse started talking. Yeah, that was that was strange. Um, <laughs> and and then his widow started like grabbing for his hand. Yeah, and talked about how yeah. great of a lover he was. Um, <laughs> and everyone just cringes, <laughs> including me watching the movie. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then we go from that to Ulysses. Was he named because the family had the bloodstone? Is that- I think the fam I think the family is the bloodstone family, and I think it got the name from the bloodstone. Okay. But I don't uh, yeah. like like I think he I think he was just the first or the latest in the long line. Well you could say the last. Um <laughs> but the, last the reason that the blood so the what happens here for anyone who hasn't seen it is uh, Ulysses has died and the bloodstone needs to be passed on to someone 
and the daughter and the heir to who would have had it is Elsa. But she, it sounds like, just abandons the family and goes off and does her own thing for, sounds like, a couple of decades. Um, she let it go. She let it go. Um, and then, <laughs> um, so because she did that, she, in a way, gave up her birthright to the stone. So then there was a contest among different hunters who seemed to be some of the more well-known hunters or higher kill hunters to see who will claim the bloodstone next. And Elsa returns to come claim what is hers and is part of, I believe there were, was it four hunters? Uh, I think there were were more than that. I think there were six because you have Jack, you have Elsa, then you have the dude with the big ax, the dude with the little gun that got his, got his arm um, chopped off. There's another woman and there was another guy to that too. Yes. So there were six. Um, yeah, no, I did yep. enjoy how the first half of the hunt wasn't really a hunt. It was more of a hunger games. Yep. Like, all right, guys, we could just kill the monster or, or, or we could kill each we other. Could, we could just go for each other. Although the hunger games were meant to kill each other and survive in this year, just trying to kill the monster. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they were killing each other in this too. So it's like, it was kind of a hunger games deal. Yeah. Um, and then we, and then in the, in the hunt, um, we find one of the little twists in the story is that Jack is there to try to rescue the monster that was captured and was the monster that they were trying to kill to claim the bloodstone. Yeah. Um, and so then with that twist, one of the other hunters finds out and goes to try to kill them, but he locks himself in a room on accident that Elsa happens to be in. Um, Which was like the morgue. Which was yeah. kind of a cool, creepy element, especially as she's like reaching in and pulling out like her aunt's skull. Yeah, and a weapon from the tomb. Um, but they have a nice little chat there, and Elsa and Jack agree. All right, you help. I'll help you free your little monster friend if you help me get the bloodstone, so I can put it in all this. Um, yeah. So then they put that plan into action, and it actually seems to be going well for them. Um, they get out. Of the maze, and Jack Jack has the bright idea. Oh, even though I'm a monster, I'm going to go try to grab the bloodstone, and proceeds to get heated well. across the room. And then he, he done been yoked. And then here comes Satan Spawn Widow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's got a name. She does. Does it matter, Verusa? Verusa Bloodstone. No, I, I don't really think it does matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Karen comes in. <laughs> Karen comes in and goes, You monster! Literally. Uh, he gets zapped. Elsa gets zapped for helping the monster, though unintentionally helping a monster. Um, intentionally helping Jack, unintentionally helping a monster. Um, they get locked in a cell. Um, and then they have a nice little chat. And then he's like, hold on, I gotta do something so I remember you. And just... (laughs) Start sniffing her. Yes. Very much so. Um, (laughs) Very strange again. Um, It was. It was. It was a little dog-like, which, I mean, the guy's name is Jack Russell, so... It was a little dog-like, a little Um, creep-like. I can't say that. Don't, reminded me of a video I saw last week. Don't say it. Um, but then, yeah. um, 
after the little chat <laughs> and him getting her sent for the reason that we're about we're about to find out, uh, Karen comes back in and like, all right, we're gonna find out what kind of monster you is. Um, <laughs> and did she use the bloodstone on him? I believe. Yes, to to turn him into the wolf. I do love how they all entered in the masks, and yes. then whenever something would happen, they just take them off. Like, Luke. Sorry. No, I am your father. And here's my ah. mask. We're doing this for your mercy, and also the mercy of those tens of thousands you've killed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. I do want to say, this is just kind of a, a bit of an aside. This is a, This is interesting to me. So this movie didn't film until March. It actually didn't even start till March 29th, is what it appears. Interesting. I, so, I can't imagine this would have taken long in the film, though. No, but it's not usually the filming that causes the issues. It's the post-production, and that's where I'm going with this. The only CGI in this movie were the cage bars. Because really? the practical ones had to be removed when shooting in order to to achieve the proper shadow. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, so everything else was practical. Man-Thing was an animatronic and a suit. Um, and You're talking some about other... Ted? Yeah, there were also a couple of CGI effects on him, it says. I would Maybe. assume so. Yeah, so the, like just... the monster that they were hunting has a name that we find out from Jack is Ted. Yeah, it's Ted, but he's Man-Thing from the comics of, you know, giant Man-Thing fan. Um, which will never not be funny. Um, yeah. um, but, but yeah, no. So like there was a lot of stuff to, that went on with that, which is very, very neat. Um, they would, they filmed stuff backwards and then reversed it during editing when like Verusa was grabbed by the werewolf. Um, she started filming against the cage and then was pulled away from it. Interesting. Although I guess that makes sense that that might be easier to pull off. Yeah. Interesting. It's neat. Like, it's very neat. Yeah, um, it's crazy. You wouldn't look at that and think, oh, that was recorded in reverse. So they used, um, there was just a little bit of CGI on Man-Thing. Um, they in, they attempted to use the animatronic for the whole thing, um, but some of the more brutal elements were, um, like, like, for that kind of thing, they had to do it. They also said some of those brutal elements were conceived on the day of filming and that only lasted 12 days interesting that's ridiculous yeah um so it it only been in the can since like late april and so they had from april to october to turn this thing around interesting yeah I, i guess it works if you don't have much cgi to do and you're just like chilling Chilling with skillet. Chilling and getting everything else done. Um, but yeah, so then after after they turn him into the werewolf, he goes sicko mode and essentially kills everyone while Elsa gets out and fights a couple people too. Um, Elsa then kills her mom. As you do. As you do. Or attempts to kill the mom at first. Um, and then uh, yep. my boy Ted... <laughs> It comes in and just melts her. Ted RKO's are out of nowhere, melts her. Um, <laughs> she ends up with the bloodstone, sits down in the chair, and that's when you get a cool effect going from black and white to color. While Judy Garland is singing over the rainbow. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was really well done. And then we have that, that nice little scene where Man Thing gives Jack coffee and then they decide they're going to go get sushi. Yep. Where did, did they end up saying where they were going to get sushi or just that it was sushi because he owes them? They were just going to, they were just going to go get sushi because apparently Jack owed Man, or Jack owed Ted. Uh, yeah, they get sushi and they're just, they're talking, they're chilling before they go get the sushi and it ends. Yeah. And I think it was absolutely fantastic. Like, I, I really can't wait to see more of this kind of thing. I really hope we see more of Jack and Ted. To much, be honest this with is you. much more worthwhile than sitting through eight episodes of She-Hulk, eight or nine, whatever it is. This is much better, much more practical, not a waste of time. Yep. Um, see, okay. Confession time. Here's what I've got. Um, I forced Grant to watch this. He was like, we could do She-Hulk. And I'm like, but I'm not sitting through eight hours of She-Hulk. It's not eight hours. Four hours, four hours more, of She-Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sitting through four hours of She-Hulk. I just can't stomach it. Quick rant. Like, she, She-Hulk suck. Makes me want to be a rat in 2016 and say that I'm moving to Canada. It's that. Yeah. It's that bad. Yeah. She-Hulk. There, so to continue where I was before Graham went on his rant. Some of that will um, be edited out. Some of that will be beeped to cover up who I was talking about or what I said. Um, but I'll keep as much of that in as I feel comfortable in post. <laughs> Sounds great. So yeah, I forced Grant to watch this and he's like, I'm not usually a horror guy. And I'm like, I know, but I don't have four hours to waste on She-Hulk. This was a better if you don't like it, it. At least it's a, four, it's a 50 minute commitment. Yeah. And I mean, it's fantastic, but it also, in being fantastic, is probably the best thing Marvel's released, other than, you know, the Spider-Man movie, No Way Home, this entire phase. Like, yeah, they, they've done some good stuff on Disney+, Plus. some of the older stuff, um, like, like WandaVision, Wanda, WandaVision um, Loki, um, I like Captain America, personally, some of the things were kind of sketchy, or some, some, some of it wasn't great, but overall, I, I liked it, um, definitely better than She-Hulk. Um, I haven't seen Miss Marvel. I will confess. To that. I haven't either. I, I haven't good. seen. Um, what's the one with Oscar Isaac? Moon Knight. I have not seen Moon Knight either. Um, Moon Knight is very good. Yeah, I've heard very but, good things about that. But but in terms of like the actual like film, because this is a Marvel film, yeah. it's shorter, but it's a film. Yeah, we never I, did a it, multiverse of madness review. I need to go back and we'll watch there. it. Um, I thought it was. We'll I thought it was decent. Um. I wouldn't say it was great or anything. I need to go back and rewatch it though, because it's it's been a bit since I've watched it, and I didn't get to pay attention fully the first time I watched it. Um, yeah, from what I understand about Multiverse of Madness, it is a film that suffers from lacking half of its half of its content. I, I and from what I've that. seen of the deleted scenes that have come out, like they they've kind of CG'd some of like the choreography, the fight scenes, and everything. Okay, the movie would have been easily rated R, and it would have been fantastic. <laughs> Had they left most of it in. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll need to go back and watch to see if I can find those. I also... I have not seen Thor Love and Thunder yet. Um, I have yet to have the desire to. Uh, I, I want to watch it um, soon, hopefully. Um, I might force Grant to watch it for a review. Uh, that would not probably be a favorable review of it. Um, but payback. <laughs> no, I, I actually enjoyed this one. Um but overall, some of the more recent movies have not been great, so it was good to see that they are still capable of doing it. I think part of their issue is just the absolute frequency right now of movies, is they're trying to push out like four or five a year. Um, I, th- 
I think it's that, and I think that they've also kind of jumped the shark, right? Like, Endgame was so good that they're now trying to top it with every film that comes out. Everything has to be this big event film. Yeah. And it's just yeah. not working. Like, especially with the doc, like, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness makes sense. Yeah. No Way Home makes sense. There's no reason that, you know, like, uh, Thor should be this big event film. It just shouldn't be. And they, I mean, from what I understand, they did a better job keeping it grounded, but like, it shouldn't be that big. You should, that should be a movie you spend less money on. It should be a movie that is a little tighter, a little closer knit, kind of like the first three Thor movies were. I could the second one. First and third were good. <laughs> well, yeah, but the second one was still that same style. And it, it has its fans. Yeah, so um, we've got Thor 1 good, Thor 2 bad, Thor, Thor 3, goodness eh. gracious. Thor 3 good. Thor 4 bad. We need a fifth one so we'll get another good Thor movie. <laughs> well, they're actually making Thor 5, so. Are they? Yeah. Okay. I, from what I understand, that's a thing. Um, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm waiting for Marvel to settle down, realize that they don't have Robert Downey Jr. anymore, and not everyone needs, it. not everything needs to be high stakes, and just to kind of relax, right? I, what I'm really looking forward to is, like, these longer form Disney shows, like the new Daredevil series, Born Again. I think that'll be really, really good, because it's going to last long enough to where it can be really good. Like, the TV shows should not feel like movies broken up into six parts. They just shouldn't. Yeah. Yep. Thus ends Grant's rant. Grant rants, but not skilling. Right. So, Grant, do you have a letter grade for Werewolf so we can get out of here? I'll let you go first because I'm still I'm debating in my head over where exactly to put it. I have an A and a half. Like, kudos to taking like a big a. swing because an A and a half. It's almost an A plus. So, I guess yes, but it feels like an A plus. Um, I was thinking like, A. It, okay. We'll, we'll agree. You've got an A. I've got an A and a half. Um, I just, kudos to taking a big swing, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. they tried. It was different. Uh, people have complained about Marvel movies being gray, so Marvel's like, let's make one in monochrome. It's not um, gray. It's monochrome and gray. <laughs> yeah. No, this one was actually really good. Mm-hmm. And I was a really big fan of it. Yeah. Yeah. Better than Last Jedi, which you can say about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen um, bags of Cheetos that were more enjoyable than The Last Jedi. Um, yeah. Grant, do you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Thank you for listening. Uh, if anyone's still here, we appreciate you. Um, and hopefully, if anyone is still listening, send us an email, nothing at gmail.com, and say, Grant, you have to watch Thor Love and Thunder, and we'll make that happen. Yep, and we will make sure to mention you, tag you, yes. and everything else. You'll you'll become much talk royalty. And as always, thank you so much to our sponsor, Dark Fusion Systems. Go check them out at darkfusionsystems.com. They make this stuff happen. It has been an absolute pleasure, and we cannot wait to catch you next time. Go follow us places. Go do the things. Tell your friends about us. And until next time, I've been Grant for Grant, and we'll catch you later. <laughs>